Welcome to the Happier and Healthier Podcast with Nest. My name is Bridget Lavin. I am your host, and today we are talking about pharmaceuticals. Over the last few episodes, I've gotten a little long-winded. We've had some really great, wonderful conversations and interviews that have been a little bit longer than our previous episodes, and I've enjoyed that so much, and we'll probably keep the interviews a little bit longer, but today, I want to bring it back to our original intention of sharing bite-sized information about some of the educational topics we are offering to our clients this month. Now, I'll be real honest and share that this is a topic I know very, very little about, and it's also kind of a a sensitive subject for some people. It can be a little bit controversial depending on who you talk to, Um, but we were so thankful to bring in Susanna Kerwin, who was so knowledgeable and so well-spoken on this topic, and I'm going to do my best to share some of the takeaways I learned from her talk with us. Susanna started her talk by sharing a little brief history of modern medicine and presenting just how beneficial modern medicine has been in increasing our our lifespan and our health span. So in 1928, we developed penicillin. In the 1940s, antibiotics started to come about. It was the antibiotic golden age. This was huge in helping us to fight off bacterial diseases. And the 1970s was when we started to develop beta blockers, which are for heart conditions. And then in the 90s, we developed statins for reducing cholesterol levels and preventing heart disease even more. In 2010, we started to see immunotherapies coming about. And as all of us have been living through this pandemic in 2020, we started to see the development of mRNAs and Pfizer and Moderna became um, an effective new type of vaccine for fighting off diseases. And so even in this brief timeline, you can see that over the last hundred years, medicine has developed exponentially and been extremely beneficial in increasing our, not just our lifespan, but health span. So our ability to live a healthy, happy life, um, to feel fulfilled and good in our bodies for longer than previous decades, previous centuries. So I, I like to start there with the reminder that modern medicine is extremely helpful. It has saved many lives, my mom's life included. Um, I will fully admit that someone that's a little bit more familiar with Chinese medicine and Eastern medicine, sometimes I I try to go that route over maybe the more traditional Western modern medicine. But um, when my mom had a heart attack, it was not going to be some tinctures and oils that saved her. It was Western modern medicine. And when she went and got an infection afterwards, it was penicillin. And again, those modern pharmaceutical that saved her life. So I just want to start with that big appreciative shout out to pharmaceuticals and all the wonderful, wonderful things that they have done for for our lives and for our health. And I don't want this to be a, a debate on vaccines or whether or not vaccines are effective or not. Like we know that there are plenty of vaccines out there, polio, uh, smallpox, influenza, pneumonia, measles, HPV, even the COVID-19, like that have really dramatically changed for the better um, the course of our lives. So again, not trying to debate whether or not pharmaceuticals are valid or whether or not um, they work. I think that there is plenty of research and evidence that shows that they work and that they have been extremely beneficial in our lives. So yay pharmaceuticals, yay modern medicine to start. 
Now, one of the things that Susanna Kerwin talked about was that every once in a while, there is a drug or medicine that has an unintended side effect. And I really, again, keyword here, unintended, unintentional. Um, There is controversy over whether or not Big Pharma has an agenda. This podcast is not about that. I'm sure you can find other podcasts about that controversy. But in general, I want to, you know, speak to the unintended consequences that we didn't know about that we're still slowly learning about and just some things to be mindful of when we are taking you know modern medicine. So Susanna really focused on three popular pharmaceuticals that are taken often daily long term that have some of those unintended consequences and I want to share about those three specific pharmaceuticals but first I do want to share a little bit about what she said about general Advil, acetaminophen, Tylenol and how in general they have a tendency to over time really wreak havoc on the bacteria in our gut. This is also true with antibiotics um, because antibiotics don't really know how to target specific bacteria. They, they do, and sometimes they still kill off the good bacteria as well. So just keep something to keep in mind when you're taking Advil or when you're taking antibiotics to make sure that you're having a nice probiotic, prebiotic diet um, to keep some of those good bacterias alive. And that's just like a general note from everyone. Um, gut bacteria is a whole nother topic we could get into. Um, but in general, we want to be careful when taking some of those, those medicines to really make sure that we're eating gut healthy and that we're making sure that our microbiome is well taken taken care of. Okay, so the three main medicines that Susanna talked about were PPIs, metformin, and uh, antihistamines. So PPIs are protein pump inhibitors. They are medicines like Prilosec, Nexium. They're used for general heartburn, and oftentimes they're taken for a little bit longer than two weeks, even though that's what's advised on the package. And they are extremely helpful in the time being when you're struggling with acid reflux, when you're struggling with heartburn. Um, They're really great relief. However, one of the unintended consequences of long-term use is that it begins to destroy the acid entirely in our stomach. And the thing is that we need acid to break down our food. So while that acid is causing discomfort in the heart and that heartburn, um, we need a little bit of that. Otherwise, our food doesn't break down. So when we take these PPIs or this Prilosec over a long period of time, um, eventually our stomach acid completely declines. Um, And this is something that happens naturally with age. So it's almost like speeding up um, an aging process in a way. Um, And then when the acid is completely gone, that's going to disrupt our gut colonies, our geo microbiome. And and overall, can make it really difficult to digest food if we don't take that medicine. Therefore, we're developing a reliance on it. Um, One of the other unintended consequences is that there's a rebound effect. So the moment that we start stop taking it, if we don't taper off properly, um, that acid that had been pushed down, that had been um, kind of uh, mellowed out because of the medicine comes back like a gushing waterfall or, you know, like a, a big surge of acid comes through the body. And there's this huge rebound effect that of course causes some really, really uncomfortable um, symptoms. So, the PPIs, like again, they're really great when you take them when you immediately need heartburn relief and you might take them for a couple weeks. Um, and then after that, it's just something to be mindful of because we don't want to destroy 
um, the, the acid entirely in our stomach. The other drug that Susanna talked about was metformin, and this is one of the most commonly prescribed drugs, and it's used to reduce blood sugar. So it's really good for um, people who struggle with diabetes or even are pre-diabetic. And it's a positive medicine, and it really is super helpful for a lot of people in preventing diabetes. The thing is that there is that unintended consequence that we didn't know when the drug first came about over 20 years ago, and now we're seeing people who have been on it for over 20 years, and we're finding that it has decreased their vitamin B12. And vitamin B12 is crucial for neuroplasticity, and it's also really important for um, integrating the effects of exercise. So what research is finding now is kind of ironic that this metformin medicine that will help with diabetes is actually decreasing the value of movement and exercise, which is one of, if you're familiar with diabetes, it's one of the main recommendations is to keep moving and have physical exercise. So again, another uh, unintended consequence of a very, very helpful medicine. And that's not to say that you should immediately stop taking this, but just something to be aware of. Um, the last medicine that Susanna talked about was really fascinating to me. This one threw me off because it's a medicine that I take almost daily, and that's antihistamines. So antihistamines are a category of medicine that help with allergies. Um, they might be under the brand name Zyrtec, Nasonex, uh, Flonase, Benadryl. All of those are forms of antihistamines. And long-term use is now associated with cognitive decline and dementia, which again is so surprising because I myself have been taking Nasonex pretty much every day during spring and fall season to help combat those allergies. And uh, when talking to Susanna about it, it, again, it wasn't this, oh yeah, you need to stop taking this immediately. It was just something to be mindful of. You know, do you really need the medicine or is there an alternative to what you're taking? Which kind of leads me into the second part of Susanna's talk. So Susanna talked about some case studies and how certain clients of her, because she is a functional medicine provider, um, and how she deals with certain clients and some alternative medicines that they can be put on. She does say that oftentimes she prescribes the more you know Western medicine um, pharmaceutical if that is what is needed, but oftentimes there is another route. So for example, in the case with antihistamines, there is a really popular medicine called dehist that she would recommend to a patient that was maybe um, worried about experiencing some of the long-term effects of antihistamines, but also struggled with allergies. Um, for this particular case study, she also recommended that they do a neti pot every day, which is the, the water through the, the sinus nostrils. She also recommended a tea, drinking warm tea helps to keep the sinuses health, healthy and happy. And then she also discovered this with this particular case study um, that the person did better without dairy, that it, when they eliminated dairy from their diet, their allergies got a little bit better. And so I really loved this example because it kind of shared how um, you, you don't have to just live with allergies the rest of your life, but that there's an alternative, there's a different method. And she still has this, this patient, this case study, um, do allergy medicine when they really need it. It's just more of like in, in worst case scenarios or when it's really necessary and not of, not for daily usage. 
And Susanna went on and she shared, she shared a few more case studies. And I think they were all a little bit more specific to um, certain people and, and certain clients and what they might need. So I'm not sharing all of them. But my again, my biggest takeaway from this was that when it comes to medicine, there's so many different options. There's so many different ways to go. And there's not a right or a wrong. There's just what is best for you. And I think the more research we have, the more we know about the medicines we're taking, um, the more effective and helpful that they can be. So of course, I, I want to also say that this is not medical advice in any way. I am not telling anyone to stop taking their PPIs or the metformin or their allergy medicine, um, but rather just an informative, um, an informative episode to remind you to do your research, to talk with your provider, to make sure that you and your doctor have a plan that is best for you and that you're, you're taking medicine with awareness of potential long-term term effects. And yeah, just being informed. That's kind of my main takeaway. My other main takeaway and the last thing I want to leave you with is that when it comes to our health, it is so important to be an advocate for your own health, to get curious about what it is that's going on with you, to investigate with your provider, whether it's a functional medicine doctor, or Eastern medicine or Western medicine, that you and your doctor are a team together and that you are being a cheerleader for your own health. You are taking it into your own hands. And that's not to say that you become a doctor and you decide you know, what medicines you need to be on, but that you are a part of the process that you have options in your in your health journey and to be you know informed and confident about the health options that you are choosing for you I'll leave you with one last story and I might have shared it on a previous episode before but it's just so good I feel like I need to share it again so I once heard about this doctor and he was a western medicine doctor he had received you know his full MD and he had also studied Eastern medicine. He was an herbalist and very familiar with more of the traditional Chinese medicines and um, kind of had the ability to, to do both for his patients. And so sometimes, you know, if a patient would come to him and they would, you know, have the ailment, let's say heartburn for some people, he would recommend Prilosec or he would give them a prescription medicine for their heartburn. And for others, he would tell them to take a tea and to do a meditation or to, you know, do an essential oil. And when someone asked him why one thing for one person and, and one thing for the other person, he said that it depends on which medicine they believed in most and that the one they believed in most would be the most effective. And I just, I love this story because I think it reminds us that if we don't, if we're taking a medicine and we don't believe that it works for us, it's probably not going to work for us. But if we take a medicine and we believe this is helping me and this is going to make me feel better, then it works for us. And it kind of highlights the power of the mind in our health journey. And while I'm not saying that we can, you know, heal ourselves without any medicine, but just that, you know, it's so important that we believe what we're doing for our bodies or working because if we don't believe it um, it's probably going to have not of an effective um, it, it's not going to be as effective so that's just a little story that I've carried with me personally in my story and helped me make decisions of what is the right medicine for me what is the right doctor for me what is the route for me 
um, and maybe it helps you as well. I do highly recommend it. I recommend getting a doctor, getting a provider, whether it's functional medicine, Eastern medicine, Western medicine, whatever it is that you feel comfortable with that you believe will help you. And yeah, that's, I guess, all I have to say today. That was a little bit longer even than I intended, but I think uh, I had a little more to say about pharmaceuticals than I thought. I know this topic can be a little bit sensitive for some people. So, you know, take what serves you, leave the rest. I hope that there's one little gem that helps you on your journey, but if not, that's okay. I'm not offended. You do you, listen to your body, listen to your doctor, your provider, and be an advocate for your own health. Okay. Thank you so much for listening in. I will leave Susanna's information in the description box. You know, you can always find her on our website as she is one of our um, team members and is always available to our clients for one-on-ones. So I will leave all that information in the description box. And thank you so much for listening in. Take care. Have a great day. 